You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives, as we are changing lives with the Word of God. I'm so glad that you tune in again with us, and I'm excited about what we have to share with you this go-around. And so uh, this happens to be May, the month of May, and it is known as Mental Health Awareness Month. And for any of you who know me, you know that I have a great passion for um, ministering and sharing with those pertaining to the mind of Christ. And just a quick testimony, um, for my own personal testimony, I grew up um, the youngest of 12, and um, my mom actually had challenges mentally as uh, she was raising us up. And I saw her go through a lot of different um, things that I, as a child of God, she was born again and saved that she really didn't really need to go through. And um, and so through those uh, situations that we dealt with, there was a lot of confusion. You know, I was a teenager when I found out that um, she had a nervous breakdown and suffered with paranoid schizophrenia um, pretty much most of her adult life. I found that out in hindsight after she had a breakdown during my teenage years. And of course, during those years, those can be some tough times in and of itself. And then to experience, you know, um, our relationship, my relationship with my mother um, as she was going through these um, challenges. And so through that, I, I really, you know, develop a passion for um, uh, just having the mind of Christ. And of course, during that time when I experienced that, I was not saved, but I not too long after that got saved. And um, and it was nothing but the grace of God that really kept me, you know, and kept me in my right mind. And, and so throughout those teen years, the, the enemy that tortured me to make me think that I would be, you know, I would have to suffer through the things that my mom suffered um, and and that I would not be strong in my mind. And I thank God for his saving grace and for the word of God that came alive in me as I gave my life to him during those teenage years and had a good ministry that taught the word of God to help me to understand what the mind of Christ was and that I can have that same mind if I let it be in me. And so I want to start out with uh, the base scripture, and we're just going to dig into the Word of God, and we're going to allow the Word of God to come alive and to really show us dimensions of the mind of Christ. We're going to continue uh, with a series of things, um, of messages dealing with the mind of Christ throughout this month. And I just encourage you to uh, really allow yourself to receive these messages with virgin ears, which means Approach this as if you've never heard it before, as if you're receiving these spiritual truths and you haven't formed your own opinion about what's this and what's that, but you're receiving the truth of the Word of God that's able to transcend all the various things that you've learned down through the years and that it become, that it becomes alive in you in this day and time as we're dealing with many challenges 
um, dealing with the pandemic, and um, many are, are being challenged with anxiety, depression, um, just really challenged with having a strong mind. And um, so I think it's important, you know, when I think about uh, mental health, and and that's really what the mind of Christ is. It is mental health. You, I always describe it as a spectrum, you know. And so you have mental health, which is the mind of Christ on one end of the spectrum. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the very opposite, which is mental illnesses. And I mean, it's, it's so many different categories and types of mental illnesses that people suffer from. And we know that that is, this, that is just nothing but what comes from the pit of hell uh, to torture people, and um, and 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 we we have to get to the place where we educate ourselves and understand that just because things are presented to us through the enemy, that we don't have to suffer through it. I mean, I've seen different people who have had challenges dealing with their health, their mental health, mental illnesses that they've suffered through: depression, paranoid schizophrenia, like my mother. Um, manic depression, um, uh, bipolar, all of these different things. And a lot of times the common thread that I see with those who suffer through this is that they feel hopeless, that they feel like this is something that they have to um, succumb to for the rest of their lives. And I want to just allow the Word of God and its simple truth to set you free during this podcast. So open up your hearts and and receive the, the, the spirit of truth as it relates to who you are in Christ and what Christ Jesus has given us. So in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the 16th verse, it says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now in this particular scripture, it's actually the very last verse in this chapter. And I'm going to go back in the chapter to begin to break down where did we come to this uh, uh, realization or truth that we have the mind of Christ. Now, when I say we, I say we who are born again believers, um, because it is through um, uh, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, giving his life for us, that he has atoned us and, 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 um, reconciled us to a relationship with Jesus, with with God our Father, so that we won't have to suffer through the sin, that we can be made into His righteousness uh, through the death of the cross. And so, and we'll talk about the various things relating to that to bring a good understanding of how, yes, we have the mind of Christ, and it's sealed through what He did for us. And so, Another scripture uh, in Philippians 2.5, um, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And as we go through these series again, we're going to expound within that chapter too as well. But those two key verses um, that, that, that we want to stand on as our foundational scripture, that um, we have the mind of Christ, and then Philippians 2.5 uh, letting us know let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so as I go through uh, and break um, down the word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, keep those scriptures in mind that you have, you already have the mind of Christ because you're born again, you're saved, you're redeemed. Amen. And then it's up to you to allow the mind of Christ 
to be in you just like it was in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so as we go into uh, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, I want to start out um, uh, uh, dealing with the scripture. This is Paul uh, uh, talking, and um, he's talking about uh, what he has in God. And we'll we'll start out, out at the first verse. And it says, And I, brother, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. And he said this, For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, everything that I'm going to share with you pertaining to uh us having the mind of Christ is 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 predicated on all that is shared in this particular chapter. And so and so one of the key things that sets you up to flow and operate in the mind of Christ is that you have to determine that you don't that you know that you're not set on anything else but but Jesus Christ and him crucified. So Paul said I determined not to know anything among you you know, in other words, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of philosophies, there are a lot of things that are coming at us. But one thing that I am determined to do, and that is to, ha- to have a, a, a revelation of the salvation of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, all that He did for us on the cross, all that He suffered through, and not only what He suffered through, but the victory that He got through the resurrection. Amen. And so all of that, you know, Paul said, I determined not to know anything else. There's a whole lot of things that's going on in the world. And I may have some head knowledge, but that that word know is a revelation. That means a rhema on the inside of me. Yeah, there's a lot of knowledge, a lot of facts, a lot of different things going on, information all over the place. But this is what I'm determined to have a revelation about. And that is who I am in Jesus Christ and what he has done for me and what rightfully belongs to me. Amen. And so then it goes on to say, and I was weak and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power. And so that's the second thing. He determined not to know anything but Jesus Christ and him crucified. But then he was set on this, that he wasn't going to be caught up in man's wisdom but that he was going to be set on demonstrating the spirit in his in the power that comes from the spirit of God. All of this, these are all characteristics of the mind of Christ. And so you can really parallel Jesus' life when he, um, when God, you know, through his through John 3, 16, we know he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. So he, 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 he released Jesus into the earth realm to come in the human form, but, 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 but God in, in, in the person of Jesus Christ. And so in that, this is what Jesus had in his mind, that he was determined to be set on what his assignment was for us. His, his plan that God had given him of salvation. His plan to take that within that plan to carry it all the way through, through uh, the crucifixion, through his suffering, through, through uh, the mocking, through uh, the shame, through, through, through all the torture that he went through 
to carry it all the way through. I'm thinking about that scripture in Hebrews where it talks about for the joy that was set before him. Um, He despised the shame and he endured the cross. So all of these things, he, he, he had in his mind his assignment of what he needed to do but it was a determination to fulfill his assignment. And so then paralleling paralleling it with Paul, how Paul said, after determining to know Jesus and him crucified, I'm going to demonstrate what comes from that, the power through from the Holy Spirit that comes out of that, the, the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power. And certainly, As we look at Jesus' life, we see the demonstration, hallelujah, of the power of God operating in his life. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He, Y'all, we just celebrated resurrection where he was resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Glory to God. And so he conquered death. He conquered sin. He conquered the flesh. Hallelujah. And so that was a demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God. Glory to God. And so as we go on and and Paul begins to talk about, he says um, um, in demonstration of, 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 of the power of God, of the Spirit and of the power. And then he says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that's another key thing. It says faith stand in the power of of God. And so, so, so in Jesus' life, that's what he did. He, 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 his, he had faith in his father. He had such faith in his father. He was so connected to the father. He didn't have faith in the wisdom of man. He didn't have faith in those who, who, who had studied the scriptures and thought they knew, but he had faith in his creator, his maker, the one that, that commissioned him, hallelujah, to do the assignment uh, in this earth realm. It was his faith in him. And because of his faith in him, every single day of his life, He looked to the Father. He prayed to the Father. He fellowshiped with the Father because his faith was in the Father. His faith was was not in the the, the strategies of men. His faith was not in the intellect of man. His faith was not in what man can do for you. His faith was not in the crowd and, and his faith was not in even in the disciples. His faith was in God, and that's the mind of Christ. So he's demonstrating to us, he's showing us by being determined, by demonstrating the power that 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 that, that rose up in him, hallelujah, and by standing in faith through and in the power of God. Glory to God. And then it goes on in the sixth verse, it says, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. And so, so it goes on in the seventh verse and says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto 
our glory. So when he was connected to the Father, he was able to speak the wisdom of God, which is the will of God, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God. How would God handle this thing? What would God do? You know, we had this saying years ago that says, what would Jesus do? But, 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 but Jesus would not know what to do, except he, he was so connected to the Father that he knew what his heavenly Father would do. And so he, and, and through that, he was able to speak wisdom. Why? Because it came directly from the Father. The uh, things that confound the wise that were in the earth realm. I mean, when you look at how, you know, Jesus' life where there were different times that he had an opportunity to speak in, in, in the temple, to speak in the synagogues, that the people were, were just astounded by his way, his wisdom that he had. Well, that wisdom didn't come from him. It came from God. And so he was able to stand in the wisdom of God. And that's the mind of God. That's the mind of Jesus Christ. The mind of Jesus Christ knows that, that it's not coming from my own strength. It's not coming from my own intellect, but I'm drawing the mysteries. I'm drawing the will. I'm drawing the wisdom from the spirit of God. Amen. So from the wisdom of God, hallelujah. Then it goes on to say in the ninth verse, it says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And I know a lot of times we stop there because we think it's just so, oh, you know, you, you, there's a lot of things that we don't know and, 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 and we put it on the sovereignty of God. And yes, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do, however he wants to do, for however long he wants to do. But we can't stop right at verse 9. You know, I haven't seen, ear hasn't heard. But if you go on to verse 10, it says, but, glory to God, thank God for the but, hallelujah, it says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The things that the man has not seen, the things that ear has not heard, the things that has not entered into the heart of God. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And that is so powerful the deep things of God. So you got to know, you know, uh, you don't settle for you not knowing. If you position yourself to recognize that all knowledge comes from God, all wisdom comes from God, the mysteries, the mysteries, the things that we don't know come from God. I'm here to tell you that God will drop things in your spirit. He will give you visions. He will, he, he will invade your dreams at night and give you insight to the mysteries. I mean, there'll be sometimes, you know, sometimes we call it a premonition. We call it, you know, a, a feeling or, you know, a, a, this something that we just feel that they're knowing. No, no, that's God revealing the mysteries through his spirit. And if we can get ourselves during this period, during this time, Doing, doing all that's going on, that that God is, he, he's positioned us that, that we don't have any excuse not to give him our undivided attention. So if we give him our undivided attention, if we position ourselves to be in his presence, if we position ourselves to pray and to connect with him, 
through our prayers, through our quiet time, through our meditation, through our reading of the word, God is not going to sit there and look at it and say, oh, look at them. Look what they're doing. They're trying so hard. No, he's going to be compelled to release mysteries to us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean, there's sometimes there are things that, that you know, uh, I'll be doing different things and, and I'm not even thinking about uh, a, a particular subject or, or a particular situation, but God through the Holy Spirit would just drop something in my spirit and I'll say, hmm, okay. And then I'll see it come around full, full circle and, it, and it'll be like, well, how is it that I knew that that was going to come to pass? It's because God is revealing mysteries to us. Why? Because we want, because well, we recognize he is the one that will drop it in our spirits, that it's through the Holy Spirit that he reveals things to us. Then if we're expecting it, if we're looking for it, then he's going to give us the revelation. He's going to give us, he's going to crack open the mysteries of things that are hard cases. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say in this day and age, this is our time. This is our season. I'm telling y'all, the world, they may not know what's going on. It may seem uncertain to them, but let me tell you something. There is a blessed assurance because Jesus is mine. Hallelujah. And he will reveal to us Hallelujah. When we're ready, when we're in that position, when we're looking, when we're anticipating, hallelujah, him to feed us like a, like a little baby bird in a, in a nest waiting for the mother to come and drop some food. We got a hunger and we have to thirst, hallelujah, after righteousness and after revelation and all that God has for us. And he so desperately wants to give to us, but we have to be in a position to recognize where it comes from. So don't let the enemy deceive you to think that, oh, it's a mystery that, that you're not going to know that you're going to be in the dark. No, 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 no. He's given unto us to know the mysteries. Glory to God. And then it goes on to say, and yay, not just, you know, just to know the mysteries, but it says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the Spirit searches all things. Come on now. All things. That means nothing is left unturned. That means there is nothing that is left out. There are no exceptions. When you see that word all, that means it covers everything. And then it leads on to say, yay, the deep things of God. Those deep things, those things that make you scratch your head, those deep things that may seem like it's so difficult and so hard to comprehend, but he's revealed them to us. Glory to God by his spirit. So the deep things, glory to God, they belong to us. Hallelujah. All things that are unknown that God has ordained for us to know, he is holding it for us until we get into a position to be receptive to what he wants to reveal to us. Oh, that's good stuff. Glory to God. And then and as we go on in chapter two of 1 Corinthians, uh, it says, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So, you know, just a regular man don't know the things of God. It's the spirit of God uh, that we have to connect to. It says in the 12th verse, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That's through our born again experience, through, through uh, us being engrafted into the body of Christ. When we gave our lives to Christ, this is that transition. This is what happened. We got the spirit of God 
deposited on the inside of us. And it says that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Oh, glory to God. The things that are freely given to us. You know, I think about the scripture in 2 Peter Peter 1, 3 through 4, and it talks about us being partakers of his divine nature. Because this is what it's talking about, that the things that are freely given to us, these are the things that God has prepared for us because we love him. He's prepared because we surrendered our lives to him, because we gave our lives to him. He's prepared some things for us, glory to God, and it's freely given to us, all right? And so in the scripture in 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4, let me read it for you. So it, says, it says this, according as his divine power has given unto us all things. There's that word again, all things. Somebody say all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What's going on with your life? All things that go, that pertains to life and godliness. Now, life in Christ Jesus is the kind of life that we want to have. And as we go on through this series, we're going to talk about the difference of of life in Christ Jesus and and life in the flesh. But we're focusing in on the life in Christ Jesus because when we look at John 10:10, where it says the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said this. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus said. He said, "But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly." Other translations say that you may have life to the full until it overflows. <laughs> Glory to God. I want some of that. I want I want all of that. Amen. And so and so we're talking about the life, the abundant life. And this has is all lining up with the mind of Christ because if you don't know what has been freely given to you, then you you're not operating in the mind of Christ because when Jesus walked in the earth rim and when he was communicating with the Father, when he was living his life in the earth rim, he had a great awareness of what God, his heavenly Father, had given unto him. And guess what? Because he had he had he had a good grip of that. He was able to endure the cross so that he could freely give what the Father had given to him that he could freely give it to us. Glory to God. That's the mind of Christ. Knowing what belongs to you through your born-again experience, through your relationship with Jesus Christ, through your intimacy with Jesus Christ, through your connection to the Father. You got to know what belongs to you. Life abundantly belongs to you. Hallelujah. And we can go on and talk about joy and peace belong to us. Love belongs to us. These are things that belong to us. And so it says, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises that these ye might be partakers, glory to God, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So it says that, 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 that he, He's showing us, he's giving us life and godliness and and he's setting us up that we might. Now that might is predicated on whether we are willing to partake. 
Are you are you willing to be a partaker? Are you ready? Are you going to be a partaker? Glory to God of life, abundant life, a partaker of godliness, a partaker of his divine nature. And his divine nature is the connection to the father that he can download to us the mysteries, connection to the father that he can show us how to live life more abundantly here on this earth. Glory to God. That's the mind of Christ, y'all. Hallelujah. Being a partaker, knowing that you are, hey, this is, this is what belongs to me. I am a partaker, glory to God, of his divine nature, what he did for me on the cross, what he did for me when that that when that crown of thorns was thrusted upon his head, that the chastisement of my peace was upon him. Glory to God. And come on, we know the scripture. And by his stripes, we are healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we have peace. That's our, that's, that, that's a part of us partaking that belongs to us. That's his divine nature. Hallelujah. His, his divine nature has peace. His divine nature has love. His divine nature has joy. His divine nature has everything it needs for the abundant life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, you know, the 12th verse, he says at the latter part of that, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The mind of Christ is knowing what's freely given to us. Goes on to say, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. You know, the devil is banking on uh, that, that we contend with him in the flesh. Uh, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, this goes on to talks about comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. When, 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 when you use the flesh to compare with spiritual things, you'll fall short every time. You'll go in lack every time. But when you begin to recognize, I, I, I am a spirit. Yeah, I live in a body and I have a soul, but my spirit man is the dominant man. And I serve a spirit God. And when I communicate and, 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 and interact and, and fellowship with the Father through my spirit, then I'm able to compare and to discern spiritual things. But when I contend with the flesh, even when I read the Bible and I'm reading it, in the flesh. I'm reading it like a newspaper. I'm reading it because I'm checking off my to-do list. I'm getting my devotion and yeah, I read my word. Yeah, I prayed my prayers. But where was the spirit at? Were you in the spirit? Were you connecting to the Father? Were you positioning yourself for him to download some mysteries? Were you positioning yourself to surrender and allow all the fleshly things to, uh, to, to, to fall off you, to die, so that you can connect to the Father in the spirit realm? And so this, that's what this is saying is through the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that's teaching us. The Holy Ghost is the one that's revealing to us. The Holy Ghost is the one that's showing us how to compare spiritual things with spiritual things. When you recognize that, 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 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that we're not in a carnal uh, state, but we are, uh, 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 we're in a, a, a spiritual warfare. And if we try to contend with the enemy, with our flesh, with anger, with bitterness, with unforgiveness, all that, 
that's acts of the flesh. When we contend with the enemy with our words and try to do with our intellect, God blesses us with our intellect. But when we use that as a weapon uh, against the enemy, we're going to lose every time because the enemy is a spirit too. And so we got to fight spirit with spirit. And when we fight spirit with spirit, we have the cutting edge because how many know that our God is the greatest? Our God is greater than the enemy. Our God is stronger. And so we, when we have him as our father on our side, glory to God, then we, then, 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 then we know that we win every single time. That was the mind of Christ. When Jesus Christ was on this earth, and, and, and he was living and walking some things out so that we could have victory in it. He knew that it was through the Holy Spirit that empowered him. That's why the Holy Spirit came down on him like the dove when he was baptized. It was He was baptized in the Holy Spirit because he would not be able to fulfill his assignment in the earth realm had it not been for the Holy Spirit indwelling and, 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 and saturating his being. And so how much more do we think that we can go about and not allow the Holy Spirit to saturate our being each and every day, each and every day? We need to allow the Holy Spirit to saturate us. Why? Because this flesh, it will act up every single time. Come on now, we think about Peter, the example of Peter, when Jesus came to him and said, Peter, you know, and he was asking the disciples, who do, the, who do men say that I am? You know, and and they would sit having a conversation with Jesus. And they were saying, well, you know, some say that you are Elijah. Some say that you are a prophet. Some say you are this. Some say you are that. But then Jesus said, well, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter had a revelation because he was connected to the father. He was connected to Jesus. And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus commended him on having that revelation and being so connected. But don't you know, not about two, three scriptures later, Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Because it was at that time, he be, Jesus began to share with him that I've got to fulfill my assignment and I'm going to go and I, and I will be crucified. And he shared this with the disciples and Peter was like, you know, I probably would have done the same thing. No, oh no, that's not going to happen. But, but because just in that moment, his flesh took over. And had he been in tune in the spirit, he probably would have gotten a revelation that this is what Jesus has to do in order to fulfill his assignment. But because he had a flesh connection with Jesus, he loved them. We, 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 I mean, we love each other. We have connections that, 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 you know, that is expressed through our physical being, you know, through our emotions, through our, through our, 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 our soulish part of us. But it will take over in a moment. Know that you can be on the mountaintop and then in the next moment, you 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 can be a, a, a cursing God, you know? And so then Peter, you know, he was one. He would always have his mouth, foot in his mouth because even when, 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 when Jesus corrected him and rebuked him and told and, and spoke out, Satan, get behind me. And, but then he also had to, to begin to go forward. And, and, and when they had taken him to crucify him, Peter was like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. And, and then Jesus had to correct him and say, no, before the, the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. And certainly we can be one way and then the other. Paul talked about it. Paul talked about how, you know, your, your spirit, man, 
you know, knows the things that it wants to do, but 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 then there's a part of you that 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 does not do what it knows it needs to do and wants to do. And so we contend with the flesh, we contend with our emotions, we contend with our intellect. Hallelujah. But when we get all that lined up, hallelujah, and the priority is that our spirit man is leading us. Glory to God. When you're in the midst of a storm, when you're in the midst of something, are you allowing your flesh to speak louder than your spirit man? Are you allowing your emotions to speak louder than your spirit man? Come on now, how do you think that Jesus endured the cross when they were making accusations against him? When they were asking him questions, who who, who do they say you are? Who, 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 Who do they say? They say you're the king of the Jews. Is that who you are? He would not, he would not say a word. Because he was focused in on like laser, laser focus on his assignment in his darkest hour, in the toughest time when the father turned his back on him. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But he knew that he had his endure. He knew that he couldn't say, get me off this cross. This is too painful. This hurts too much. He could have called the legion of angels. He could have, he could have aborted the assignment just to get the relief that he need. But no, he decided to endure so that he could get the victory. And so he showed us the mind of Christ is that you got to have endurance, that you got to have perseverance, that you got to have determination, glory to God, and be able to, to, to stay the course. That's the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And I say to you, as we study on dealing with the mind of Christ, I, I provoke you to take some time to, 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 to undergird yourself with the truth about the mind of Christ. Don't just let it be a cute little scripture. Oh, we have the mind of Christ. No, that I, I'm not playing with that. No, this is something serious because we have an enemy that's not playing with us. We have an enemy that desires to sift us as wheat. We have an enemy that desires to break us down to nothing. But if we recognize that we have the mind of Christ, then we recognize that we can get in a zone and be determined, glory to God, to demonstrate his power by standing with our faith in the power of God and allowing the wisdom of God to be unleashed, released throughout our mouths, glory to God, and to be a partaker of the divine nature of God so that we can allow him to reveal some things. I think about Daniel, how he was, uh, you know, in captivity and he was with uh King Nebuchadnezzar, and 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 they were giving him, you know, all these things that he had to do, a certain diet and things like that, and how he stayed focused on uh, his connection to the Father. And I think about how, you know, he, you know, he challenged him. He said, you know, you know, uh, if you allow me to, to eat what I'm used to eating, the Daniel, the Daniel diet, the Daniel's. Uh, fast is what we call it today, but it's, it's the vegetables and, and the fruits and, and the pure uh, things that come from the earth that God ordained. And he told them, if you allow me to do that, I'll prove to you that I'll be stronger than, you know, um, than those who are eating from the king's table. And so he was pretty much letting him know, just give me a chance to prove to you that God's way is better. That's pretty much what he was saying. And so, and so sure enough, as time went on, they saw, oh man, his countenance is greater. But then what was also so powerful is that 
that as, as Daniel gained favor with the king and was able to interpret dreams and all of these different things. I mean, they had their sorcerers, they had their, you know, uh, different people trying to interpret dreams and all of that. And they were limited because they were in the flesh, but Daniel was in the spirit and he was able to interpret dreams. He was, he was so much smarter, so much wiser. I mean, the things that he came up with, his intelligence was so much greater. That was because he had the inside track. He had the downloads that was revealed to him, the mysteries. I mean, they, they were trying to get interpretations of dreams and no one could interpret the dreams but Daniel because Daniel had a connection to the father and Daniel went before the father to get the information that he needs. And so that was that divine nature, glory to God, that we are able to be partakers of. And so I provoke you, uh, during this month of May, as we're sharing uh, this series of the mind of Christ, um, that you get a revelation of what is the mind of Christ and that you meditate on this and and really question yourself. Am I really a partaker uh, of of his divine nature, all that he's done for me? Um, Because if you're worrying and I know that it's a challenge. It's presented to all of us to worry, to have anxiety. It's presented to us. But when we are partakers of his divine nature, then we're able to be determined. Oh, no, I'm determined not to know anything among, among you except for save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm, I'm fixed on what he did for me on the cross. And everything that he did for me on the cross, hallelujah, I'm redeemed from. I don't have to go through it. I don't have to go through the suffering. I don't have to go through the anxiety. I don't have to go through the stress. I don't have to go through the pressure. I don't have to go through all those things. I can, I can be centered in him, glory to God. And day by day, all throughout the day, every day of my life, as I'm centered in him to be connected to the Father, spirit to spirit, he will help me, hallelujah, to live the abundant life. So I say to you, you have the mind of Christ. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, Find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.